Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. Happy New Year, family. It's good to see you. Good to see you all. I'm going to start off by blessing you. I'm going to bless you as we get going tonight. I bless you now in the name of Jesus, that you would know Jesus more wonderfully tonight. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit. I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need tonight, whatever help from God you need immediately. I bless you to have the courage and capacity to flourish and prevail over every challenge that you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy and love and peace and freedom in Jesus' name. May it be. Amen. All right. Well, it has been a while. Thank you for your patience. If you're new here or are visiting, welcome. In the autumn, I did a 40-day fast, which was a bit harder than I expected. And you might be thinking, really? It was harder than you expected? Yeah, for the first 25 days or so, it was going all right. And then you kind of ran out of energy. There was a, we did a memorial service here. We didn't really. I mean, Laura and Kelly and other people did. I had one job. All I had to do was come up here and read like three verses of the Bible. I, I can do that, right? Like I have some practice reading verses. And so I came up here and I read those three verses and then I, I went back to my seat. Later that night, Kelly's like, you know, Brian, I think you might want to consider recording your next message in advance. Now I was like, oh, ouch. Uh, and you know, I, I wasn't, wasn't really ready for that feedback. It was, it was humbling. It was, it was a humbling moment. I like to think of myself as mighty, right? And you know, just dig deep and, and go for it. But, but wow, I, I just went through an energy, an, an energy crash in those last couple weeks. Fasting can be a humbling thing. It could also be a really powerful thing. And for me, it was, it was definitely both. Uh, the first 33 days of the fast, I did just water only. And then the last seven days, I started reintroducing some broth and some, some liquids slowly. And, and it was rough. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a difficult time. But the spiritual impact on me personally and the spiritual impact and the impact that we are going to see in this church, I'm starting to glimpse it. And I'm like, wow, hold on, friends. I think you're going you're gonna to see some, some, some great, great stuff. I'm excited. And it's usually after the fast is over that I start to really see the impact and the results of, of the fast. Why did I do the fast? Because I care. Because I care. I I. There's something I care more about food. And the stories that I'm hearing in this church, and I'm only hearing a few in comparison, 
There's so much need for God's breakthrough in people's lives. Either curses that need to be broken or, or demonic harassments that need to end immediately or chronic health issues that, that have just made your life miserable in different, different situations. There, there's just so many things where I'm just like, oh, if only Jesus' breakthrough could happen in your lives. I, I, I want more. I want more of that. And I'm like, if I spend some days like seeking and fasting and praying for more breakthroughs in your lives, even if it's just a small incremental increase, 40 days without food seems very worth it. I want God's breakthrough and goodness in your life, and I want the, the hard, uh, the miserable things to be, to be uh, shattered in, in Jesus' name. Now, I started off kind of praying and seeking for, um, for you know, I had this concept in my mind, you know, that, you know, I don't know, I, I don't want to really play it out for you. Maybe it's a little bit embarrassing in the sense that it seems pretty small compared to what I think God wants to do. And so I'm, I'm starting to get glimpses that God has got a, a bigger answer to my prayers in mind than, than what I, I set out for. Basically, I was just setting out to walk the path of Jesus, right? He was baptized, and then he fasted for 40 days, and then he returns in the power of the Spirit, and he's casting out, he's helping people. He's healing, he's helping people, he's preaching. That, that's that was just kind of what I was going for and what I was hoping for. It, it, during the fast, I, I came across a verse during my Bible read-through in Thessalonians. It was 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. And it was one of those verses at one of those moments, and I'm sure you've had these experiences before, where you, you come across the right verse at the right time. And you're like, oh, this is my verse for this moment. And it was, it was 2 Thessalonians 1.11. And it just says this. May he, God, give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. I'm just going to read that again. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Like, yes, that is what I'm seeking. As we pray for people in this church in faith, may God give us the power to, to, to accomplish that breakthrough and see the breakthroughs come in Jesus' name in our, in, our, in our church for the people in our, in our lives, in our situations. That was the only reason why I was doing the fast. I wasn't seeking guidance, and yet, wow, I got so much guidance, guidance that I've already been uh, starting to act on in faith, guidance that I'm particularly excited about. I wasn't seeking deliverance, but uh, I had the most wild, second most, I had the second most wild deliverance moment at 1.35 a.m. on the 36th day of my fast. I'm, I'll probably tell you the story sometime uh, soon. It, it's a good one. But a complete game changer that I was not expecting. I didn't even know I, I needed this. And yet, wow, uh, that was pretty special. I wasn't seeking any revelation. But God started pouring it out. You know, that, that's how it is when, when you go into seasons of fasting. Maybe you have this one thought or this one idea. But God's like, wow, this person's humbling themselves and they're seeking me. I want to pour out more than what, than what they're even asking at this time. Pretty, pretty significant time. Now, I'm not going to really say much more about the fast today. And you're like, thank you. No, uh, if, if you want to hear more about it, I did record a podcast. Uh, so you can just go to like iTunes, Brian Ingraham or reawakening it's the reawakening podcast 
You can go and you can look for that. It's about an hour of me just kind of rambling through the physical and spiritual and just kind of the experience of it. So if, if you're curious to hear some ramblings, uh, it's there and you know where to find it. I don't expect to ever do it again. I really hope not. I, I hope to never do it again. But I did learn a lot. And you know, one thing that jumps out to me, particularly for in light of our fasting week coming up, is that the, the first 33 days I did just water only. And yet the most powerful moments were when I was back onto other liquids. And, and I think that we can get kind of have tears of like super Christianness when it comes to fasting. And we're like, a real fast is water only. And then anything less than that is it's not it's not as it's not as awesome or it's not gonna be as powerful. I, it's not my it's not true in my experience. Most of my pretty much all of my fasting in, in my life, and, and I've done a lot of it, has been with juice and with, with other liquids, and they have been super powerful. So I, I just want to throw that out there. Sometimes people say, Oh well, yeah, but Jesus did a water-only fast. And I'm like, but did he? It, it doesn't actually say in the Bible, you know. And you're like, but, but yeah, of course, I mean, because it's in Bible times, so, uh, so he had water. I'm like, well, you know, I've been to the wilderness. The thing is, there's no water. That, that's kind of the thing. It's, it's the wilderness. There's no water. So what do you do, like lug up 40 days worth of water from Jericho or, or what, what did he do there? Don't really know. So I don't think we can use that as a situation. Probably, maybe did water only, but, but anyways, we're fasting, and, and let's not overthink some of this as, as a church. Okay, so we're going to talk about fasting today because the elders and the staff here are going to spend the next five days, from midnight tonight, whoa, that's coming soon, from midnight tonight until midnight Friday night at the end of the worship night around the throne, Right? Uh, at the end of the worship night, we're going to spend those five days going without food, drinking whatever, whatever we want to drink or whatever, but just going without food and seeking God on behalf of this church for new beginnings in your lives. Like, like, that's, that's the phrase, new beginnings. We want to see new beginnings for people who are uh, in, having health situations. We want new beginnings there, um, friendship situations, uh, good new beginnings there, life direction situations, new beginnings for those who need it. We just want an outpour of God's goodness uh, in your lives. And so we're going to be praying for that and, and fasting for that in the church. And then, and then the elders and staff will just be praying also for whatever they want to see God do in their, in their families. Uh, I, I invite you to join us. I invite, I invite you to spend the next five days or, or if you want to do a few less days or whatever, a few more days, that's up to you. But I, inv- I want to challenge you to maybe spend the next five days fasting and seeking God with us for new beginnings in this church and for things that are particularly on your heart. Now, if you've done this before, you're like, I have been waiting for this week for forever. And if you've not done it before, you're like, I have been dreading this week forever. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you some different reasons why people fasted in the Bible. And, and maybe you'll hear some of these reasons. You might, you know what? I might want to lean in on that th- this week as well. One of the, one of the eight uh, examples of reasons people fasted in the Bible, number one, was people fasted in repentance. 
You, you see in 1 Samuel chapter 7, it says, So they gathered at Mizpah and in great ceremony drew water from a well and poured it out before the Lord. They also went without food all day and confessed that they had sinned against the Lord. Now, when you're fasting in repentance, you're not pleading with God to forgive you. It's, it's actually great. Jesus, if you've given your life to Jesus, forgiveness, grace, wonderful. But you can be agreeing with God in sorrow over your sin. And you can be remorseful and, and say, God, I agree with you. I have been off track. And I grieve that today. I'm grieving that in, as these people were. Um, I find a lot of people get some extra breakthrough in stuck sin situations because when you're fasting, you are, you're, you're saying no to what your body is telling you you desperately want. I don't know if you, you know this, but you're kind of in a habit of eating. <laughs> like that's kind of a normal thing that you do. And maybe, sadly, you find yourself in a habit of sinning. That's something you normally do. Well, when you're, when you're saying no to your habit of eating and your body's saying, I really want to eat right now, and you're practicing saying no to what your body's asking for, you're also strengthening your willpower to say no to other things that are, uh, are seem, seeming appealing to you. So sometimes people see breakthrough in that. But fasting and repentance is a reason. Secondly, in the Bible, we see fasting in grief and disappointment. Second Samuel, they mourned and wept and fasted all day for Saul and his son Jonathan and for the Lord's army and the nation of Israel because they had died by the sword that day. Maybe you're in a season or you've come out of this last year with some grief, some disappointments, and you're, you're, you haven't really processed that very well or or you're still in the midst of it, fasting is, is a good way to come before God in, with griefs and disappointments to bring your sorrow before heaven and work on that exchange of sorrow for peace, sorrow for joy, mourning to laughing. It seems like a big stretch for one week, but uh, to have that great uh, time with God, fasting and grief and disappointment. It's another reason. The third reason we see in the Bible, fasting for safety and protection for the days ahead. This is in the book of Ezra, and it says, and they were there by the Ahava Canal. I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before God. We prayed that he would give us a safe journey and protect us, our children, and our goods as we traveled. Verse 23, so we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us, and he heard our prayer. God granted them their request for protection and for safety because they had fasted and they saw, saw God. Beautiful. I would highly recommend adding that to your fasting week. God, whilst you're hearing these other prayers of mine, also protect my family. Watch over the path in front of me. Um, pray for safety and, and watching over me. That's the third thing. Fourth thing we see in the Bible, fasting to seek answers from God. Maybe Daniel chapter 2 is an example of that. During the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, learned from, the read, from reading the word of the Lord as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet that Jerusalem must lie desolate for 70 years. So I turned to the Lord, God, and pleaded with him in prayer and fasting. I also wore 
rough burlap and sprinkled myself with ashes. And it goes on to show Daniel's seeking God and for God's answering of some prayers and uh, just seeking answers from God. Maybe you're sitting here thinking, you know what? I'm turning into this new year and I kind of want to get some answers about some of these questions. Or I feel like God might be... um, have might be speaking to me about some things, but I'm not really sure. If so, I, I want to do a discernment process this week. God, is this you? Is this for now? Things like that. We we want to hear from God as a church. We want clarity on all that, and we want that for you. Maybe it's maybe it's a motivating reason for why you might want to fast. Fifthly, fasting for guidance on what to do next. Again, this is the New Testament, Acts chapter thirteen. One day, it says, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So, after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. What a great way to start the year. What a great way to start the year. God, is there anything new that you want me to do this year? Is there any changes you want me to make? I'm going to sit here, I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast, and I'm going to seek you. Uh, Is there any guidance that you have for me? Any new beginnings? Or God, you know, I'm I'm thinking you've been leading me this direction. Again, is this the time? Is this when you want me to do that? That's number five. A sixth reason, fasting for favor and help. Esther, the book of Esther, chapter 4 Esther says, go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. That is a dry fast. Brutal. Brutal. I mean, especially in in the Middle East. Wow. Do not eat or drink for uh, three days, three days. We are not doing that here. My, my, My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. Do you need God's specific help for anything? When you're looking at your situation, do you need an unlikely something to take place? Is there a risk in front of you that you sure would like God's help with? It's, it's those kinds of things. I, I want God's favor this year. I want God's intervention. Again, we want this as a church. We want this for you. But maybe you have something very specific you want to bring before the Lord this week. Number seven, fasting in obedience to a command of God. Uh, Leviticus is a great example. On the 10th day of the appointed month in early autumn, you must deny yourself. The word is fast. You must fast. Now, Sometimes God will just call you to fast. I had a weird one once, a few, several years ago now. Can't remember exactly what year it was, but where God just told me that He wanted me to fast, and I didn't know why. But He just He just said, "I want you to fast." So I'm like, "Okay." So I did it for a day, and then He wanted me to do another day, and it ended up being three days. At the end of three days, I had the most, <laughs> I want to say impossible, but unlikely, amazing convergence of experiences that set up for an understanding that I had been seeking for years. 
And God had just, he knew what, what, what was out there, and he had me fasting, and then it brought together this convergence of, of moments so that I could understand. It was really special. I'd, I'd, I'll probably tell you the whole story some other time. But, you know, just like with all things, if God's just leading you, nudging you to, to fast, well then, like all things, that's, that's what we want to do. Just a quick note about individualism, all right? So we're, we're kind of individual. I, I, I've heard this uh, throughout the years. Sometimes people will say, you know, Brian, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling individually called to fast. Some of the fasts in the Bible are individuals fasting, you know, Moses, Jesus, Daniel, kind of big deal, guys, in the Bible. Um, more of the fasts in the Bible are group fasts. Where it's not like every person is thinking, oh, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? You know, like Esther or Ezra or, you know, that group fast that we saw in the book of Acts. We see other people like Jehoshaphat having the nation come together and, and fast before the Lord for their crisis. Some fasts are individuals, but more likely, more often in the Bible, we see group fasting. And, and it's okay to just be like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a part of this group. This group is fasting together. That's, that's enough. Uh, that's enough. Uh, again, this is not a Queen Esther moment where all y'all fast, right? It, this is just an invitation. It's an opportunity to join, join in this process. That's number seven. Uh, number eight, fasting for a new beginning. Remember, Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and then it says in Luke 4, then Jesus returned to Galilee, right out of the fast, filled with the Holy Spirit's power, Reports about him spread quickly throughout through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. After he battled uh, his temptation and fasted, he goes and he's launched into his public ministry. It's a very pivotal moment for, for Jesus, kind of starting off. Maybe it'll be a, a pivotal new beginning moment for you. Now, that's eight things. I bet as I'm kind of going through that list, I mentioned something where you're like, you know what? I kind of would, would like that. I, I'd love to see uh, God's breakthrough, his direction, his help, his guidance. I feel like I need to sit with God in some grief or some disappointments and kind of process that, whatever the case may be. And, and I invite you to bring that into our fasting week this week. We have a purpose as a church to seek God for new beginnings, but we also want to have everybody also pursuing their own, uh, their, own, their own desires, their own requests before God. The Bible shows us that fasting is effective. It actually shows us that fasting is the most effective way to seek God, to seek God for His breakthroughs, to seek God for, for uh, answers, to seek to hear to God. Prayer combining with fasting is by far the most effective and powerful way to, to, to pursue God. Okay, so those are eight, uh, eight reasons. Now I want to mention three other things. I don't actually know what to call these things. I don't know if I'm calling them insights or tips or thoughts or, or, or something like that. But I, I got these three things that, that I've kind of picked up while fasting and, and uh, became quite clear during these, this 40-day fast that I just did. So, okay, here's three significant tip advice things. Number one, 
fasting wages war against fear. Fasting wages war against fear. The number one reason that people generally don't fast is fear. You can assess if that's true for you or not, but, but the main reason that most people don't fast is fear, fear of pain, fear of being uncomfortable, fear of hunger, fear of, fear of I don't know, just being miserable all week, fear of not being able to be as awesome as you normally are, just fear, fear of whatever. Sometimes it's like, oh man, fear of die. If I fast, I'm going to die. You know, I've heard that so many times over, over the years, or I'm just going to be too weak to, to do anything. If you're a reasonably healthy person, you're probably going to be just fine. When I started my 40 day fast, though, I, I get this. I started my 40 day fast and I was battling with fear. I, I remember the day before it started. So, it was a Tuesday. I was going to start my fast on a Wednesday. I pulled up. I was driving to Southside for a day of meetings. It was the day beforehand. I drove up. I pulled up next to the church. There was actually a spot in front of the church, which is amazing. I opened my car door, and I vomited right in the space between the, the, the car. I mean, not like a lot of vomit, just, you know, some. You know, like, oh, I don't know, that much. Yeah, that, that much or something like that. Uh, and, and I was like, man, I'm kind of, I'm kind of anxious. Right, I'm like, man, I've got some, I've got some serious anxiety going on, right, right now. I'm, I, I, none of us are immune to to fear and, and anxiety. But the thing is, friends, I'm not going to let fear drive my life. I'm not going to make my decisions based on fears and anxieties. That's not how we, we live this life. We live this life in obedience and faith and, and running after God. I love regular fasting because every time I do it, I am just defying fear. I, I am saying, I will not let you run my life. I will not give you space to make my decisions. I, I defy you. And, and even if fasting week was was only about defying fear. I bet, I bet fear has its hands on a lot of your hearts and minds and for a lot of different reasons. I know it has my, myself as well. And, and it's not, it's not, I'm not worried that I, I mean, I'm not happy about it, but I know that I have fears in my life, but I'm not going to give in to them. And I'm not going to let them drive my life. And so what I did in my fasting week, each, each morning... Or, at the, in that first week there, is I would sit down on my sofa for my Jesus time, and I would start with fear. And I would say, fear, I forbid you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, for, for harassing me today, for filling my life with fear. In fact, I would say, fear in the name of Jesus, get out of my life. Get out of here. Get out of this place. Go in the name of Jesus. And I would just command any and every spirit of fear that's wanting to harass me or mess with me to be silent and to be gone in the name of Jesus. And I just would do that out loud, out loud, on the sofa, in my lounge. I would just, I would just go for it. I know the enemy hates fasting. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want us to, to engage and to pursue God in this in those powerful way. And so he, he's going to try and harass us with, with fear and spirits of fear. But when we fast, we just, we just defy that. 
and we say no. But I would, I would encourage you not just to just walk in the opposite spirit of fear, but I would, I would say directly confront it in the name of Jesus and say, get out of my life. That's what I would say. Fear. Uh, when I did that, that was a game changer. That was a game changer for my fasting experience. First tip, insight, thought, idea. The second one that I had um, is fasting wages war against lies. Fasting wages war against lies. Your body is going to lie to you, and it's going to tell you that you need Food. You, you need food. And, and that's a lie. Unless you have some serious health issues, it, it's, it's a lie. It's a loud lie, but it's still a lie. The average person carries around on their body an extra 100,000 calories. So you can just kind of do the math. If you burn 2,000 calories a day or 3,000 calories a day or 4,000 calories a day or 6,000, you're probably going to be okay for five days, right? You're, you're probably going to be just fine. You're probably going to be fine for, for 40 days. So what I did every morning is, I, I, after rebuking spirits of fear, I would command my body to not lie to me. I would look down at my body and I would say, wow, what a fantastic body. <laughs> and I would look down and I would say, uh, I'd say, body, do not lie to me. I'd say, don't lie to me today. And then, while I'm at it, I'm just like, any lying spirits, get away from me in the name of Jesus. Get out of my life. Stop lying to me. Stop harassing me. Lying spirits, get out of my life in Jesus' name. Man, those two practices, I can't tell you how how game-changing they were. I I had been throwing up the day before. And, And then day one... Morning one, I'm just waltzing into the day with a peace that I'd never expected the day before, with a, with a joy. I had a great first day. I was just full of life and joy and, and clarity and, and goodness. Day two, I did the same thing, rebuking fear, rebuking lies. And then I had an amazing day two. Day three, well, it was a hard day. It was, it was, a, it was a, a very weak day, and that's because I was water-only fasting, which is different than juice fasting. Day three, on a water-only fast, your body has to make a transition that it doesn't have to make when you're juice fasting. So it, it was a bit of a struggle. Um, it was also Laura's moving day, and I was pretty much worthless. So I, I, I do was quite humbled on that. But we had, we had that, uh, that going on day, two, day three. But day four, again, rebuking fear, rebuking lies. Day five, rebuking fear. Great days. Great clarity. Just really, really amazing things. Learning how to say no to fear. Learning how to say no to lies. Learning how to spot that and, and reject that and, and, and go a different course. Game changer, friends. Well worth the, the experience uh, of fasting. Well worth, worth going to it. I don't want you to waste your, your fasting week just anxious or, or afraid or just battling lies. Just beat them at the, in the morning, on the first morning, and, and, and have a great week. Have a great week with Jesus. That's, that's number two. And so the number three is this, and this one kind of surprised me. God cares about our relationships with all people. Now, okay, I know that. That, did, that didn't surprise me. But his connection to fasting did. God cares about our relationships with all people. On both of my long fasts, the 21-day fast in 2018, and then this 40-day this fast, somewhere in the teens days, like 
16, 17, 18, somewhere in those days, both times, I, I felt this, the Spirit convicting me about some particular broken relationships from years past. Some people who had hurt me that I felt like God was asking me to forgive and to reach out in reconciliation with. Hard to do. Uh, some, some people that I had hurt in the past. And you're like, Brian, you've never hurt anybody. Eh, sadly, no. Uh, I wish that was the case. But reaching out and, and to kind of work on restoring some relationships. Seeing, now, I know the restoration of relationships takes two. Um, but I felt very led by the Spirit to very specific relationships. And every one of those that the Spirit was leading me to do um, ended up positively impacted in, in good ways. A lot of healing took place. And I was just reminded that, you know, God loves people. And we see this all through the Bible, how he, he loves unity with his people, how he loves right relationships, how he, he wants us to get along. And, and he just doesn't love broken relationships in his family. He doesn't love those lingering wounds out there, if possible. He likes to see those healed. And so what I realized was when it, was, when it came to fasting is, there I am. I'm seeking God, and I'm wanting God to listen to me. And I'm wanting God to, to do what I'm asking him to do. I mean, that's what we're doing when we're fasting, right? God, hear my prayer. Right? Hear our prayers. Act. Intervene. Do something in my situation. And whether we're seeking guidance or miraculous help or, or whatever, I've also discovered that God loves to answer prayers. He loves you. He cares about the situations that you're bringing before him, that you're humbling yourself before him to, to bring before him. And, and he loves to answer yes as, as, as much as possible. However, I realized, you know, kind of going through it, that God also likes to know if we are listening to him. We want God to listen to us, but are we listening to him? We want God to do what we want him to do, but God's like, are you willing to do what I want you to do? And in that case, restore relationships. Bring back some unity. Uh, you see this all through the Bible. Like Mark 11, Jesus is speaking and he says, but when you're praying, or in our case, when you're praying and fasting, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against. There is that, there was that thing in, in both my significant fasting, before God was going to pour out his answers and, and, and just the goodness that was to follow, there was first a, a, a sense of, are you going to listen to me and do the things that I've put down in my word? And are you going to make relationships right? Now, again, I just say these three things that I've kind of picked up because I want you to get the best out of your fast, and I want you to have better experiences than, than you would if you were unintentional about this. By battling fear intentionally from morning number one, from not giving in to fear, from battling lies intentionally right off the bat. And then I encourage you to just be seeking God right from the beginning. God, is there any relationships you want me to get right uh, right now? Is there anything you want me to restore and see if he uh, gives you some direction? You don't have to wait for, for a long time for that. You're like, God, on the front end, I want to I show you that I am wanting to do what you want me to do. And in the same way, I want you to listen to me and it's not a negotiation, but I think God loves that. He loves knowing that, that his people want to do what he wants to do. So anyways, that's some tips. 
some insights, some thoughts there. We have these booklets, uh, booklets that, that have been produced uh, with lots of tips and thoughts and, and instructions in them. We also have these cards somewhere here, great, right here. We have these cards which have like the idea of praying for the church for new beginnings, but on the back have these places for you to write your requests. These cards are treasures. They are treasures to pass down to your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren throughout the time. These are future testimonies of God hearing and answering prayers, right? I encourage you to, to write, these, write down your prayer requests and to keep them. Um, before, I, before I wrap up, there's something in this, no, in this folder here that I, I need to read to you because it has to be articulated out loud. It's on the very back, and it's, I think it's going to be on the screen. But it's under the section, important reasons not to fast or to stop fasting, right? If you are taking any medication or have health issues, please do not fast with us without your doctor's approval. Other important reasons not to fast, if you are under 18 years old, let your body grow and you can look forward to that great future day when you turn 18, and you can join us in this. If you have exams or you need your body to be especially clear or sharp this week, feel released. Do that. If your job requires physical labor or great precision, uh, you, you can be released from that. If you're pregnant or breastfeeding, please do not fast. If you're underweight, not in your opinion, but according to the NHS, according to the NHS, then do not fast. If you struggle with eating disorders... Like, this isn't, this isn't uh, an exercise for you right now. So if any of those above apply, don't, don't fast. And instead, you can join with us in a prayer week. You can, and in fact, if you're just like, for whatever reason, I'm not going to fast. I want you to still join, take one of these cards, and I still want you to write down your, your top five prayer requests that you want to see God do this year. And just spend extra time praying, praying with us. Um, but if you're healthy, I challenge you to give it a go. To go onto the website, rehope.co.uk, go to the fasting week area and just say, hey, I'm joining in and you have some options. I'm going to fast for five days or four days or three days or two days or one day. I could have been more succinct with that. Uh, you can click on, on how many days you want to join. I encourage you to try five days. About 100 people do this um, each year. So it's, you're, you're a part of something uh, quite significant in, in a seeking God together. You can let us know that you're in for that. And um, then tomorrow night, we have a prayer night. We call it Leader's Prayer. It's for everybody. But it's going to be at Southside at 7.30. You're all invited. And we just spend an hour and a half seeking God for what His plans and purposes and priorities are for the church for the next season. So pretty, pretty fun to be a part of. It goes fast. And, uh, but yeah, join us tomorrow night. Every morning this week, as every week, we have an 8 a.m. prayer call on Zoom where you can join for 30 minutes and just kind of pray together, start your day with, with some people praying together. That's, that's there on Zoom. You can find the link on the website. And then on Friday, we're going to have a six-hour worship thing, just worship around the throne. And um, I, sorry, it's not going to be the 24-hour thing that we did a few months ago. Uh, we'll, we'll probably hit that again in the autumn. Just don't tell any worship leaders. And then, <laughs> and then we're going to um, 
but we're going to give this six hours thing and we'll kind of wrap up the fast with, with six hours of worship. So you can join us for, for that. Okay, so the challenge this week is simple. Join in. Uh, go on the website. Let us know you're doing that. It really helps us. Uh, take a card, whether you're going to fast or not. Write down your five prayer requests and hold on to it. And pray and watch and see what God's going to do. Also, just a reminder, if you want to hear more about my 40-day fast and some ramblings, some special ramblings by Brian Graham, uh, you can uh, look for the podcast, the Reawakening Podcast on iTunes or wherever, and you can search for that. Okay, friends, I want to pray with you, and the main thing that I want to pray about and have us pray about tonight is fear. I'm sure that all of us battle with fears in different ways and fears attacks. I want them to stop. I don't want any fear to keep you from running after Jesus this week in prayer or fasting or whatever. I actually really don't want fear to mess with your life. And so I want to pray together. Why don't you stand with me? And what we're going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to lead you in two things. Number one, or three things, I guess, technically. Number one is we are going to renounce fear. And we're going to say we reject fear in the name of Jesus. Simple prayers. And I'm going to lead you in that, and then you're going to just kind of just repeat after me if you're into this. If you want fear to stick around, that's up to you. But I encourage you to, to join with that out loud, passionately. Pray it like a preacher. A good one. A, 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 uh, secondly, then we're going to re uh, we're going to repledge our allegiance to Jesus. We're going to we're going to re like, we belong to Jesus. We're not we're going to follow Jesus. We're not following fear. We're going to do that in a simple sentence. Or, we'll do that. And then thirdly, we're going to just pray simple prayers like what we see in the Bible, and and we're going to say, uh, "Spirits of fear, in the name of Jesus, the Son of God, get out of my life now." All right. Simple, simple, right? And then, I'll, and then I'll pray for you and we'll be done. I'll just give you a minute, though, to kind of process what we're doing, to, to think about this. This is, this, is a, this is a moment. You don't want fear to mess with you. Fear attacks are spiritual. Especially when it comes to something like fasting. You want to remind yourself, I don't want my life to be driven by fear, but by faith. Bible says, be strong and courageous. So often, not, do not be afraid or discouraged. Okay, your first, your first line of renouncing. I reject fear in the name of Jesus Christ. Three, two, one, go. I reject fear in the name of Jesus Christ. Line number two. Jesus, my life belongs to you, and I will follow you. Number, go, Jesus, my life belongs to you, and I will follow you. And now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, fear, get out of my life forever. Go, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, fear, get out of my life forever. Amen. Jesus, I, do, I say, may it be. Uh, may it be, God set us free from every shadow of fear, every aspect of fear in our lives. Uh, set us free in the name of Jesus. In fact, I command every spirit of fear to get out in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Get out now in Jesus' name. Amen.